Yoga begins with karma, performance of prescribed duties. It is generally thought that yoga means repeatedly controlling the breath and sitting like a statue. The direct meaning of yoga is to join. In life, we have to join with several things. But such joining or association does not remain permanent. That is why the mind is continuously in a state of oscillation. Instead of this, if we join ourselves permanently with the one thing that is the ultimate and then we cannot separate ourselves from it, that is real yoga. That one thing is Paramatma who is the root of all our minds. Yogis control breath in order to turn the mind towards the root. This is because the root where the thoughts arise is the same for the breath. Therefore, if breath stabilizes in its root, the mind also goes to its root and subsides. The opposite of yogam is viyogam. What is given up is what is that we call viyogam. Do we not say about a person who died that he attained bodily viyogam? The Lord says in Gita that if a particular kind of viyogam develops, that itself will become yoga. If there is a viyogam of one thing, that is, if one thing is given up, that itself is yoga. He says, what is that one thing? That one thing is sorrow. If you can drive away sorrow and not allow it to stick to you, that is yoga, he says. The pleasures that we talk about from the point of view of worldly life are also part of this sorrow. All experience in the state of separation from the Paramatma are sorrow only. Because the mind is constantly at work, the experience of sorrow and pleasure occurs. If the mind is steadied without fickleness, these experiences are not there. To practice concentrating the mind on one thing is cleansing the mind. This is the means for the attainment of yoga or yoga siddhi. All people do not start with breath control in the manner of those whom we generally call yogis. If we practice to involve ourselves fully with something that is good, then the mind will not be polluted as far as possible. If attempt is made to control the mind directly, it will revolt and fly in different directions. Therefore, instead of paying attention to the mind, if we are involved in some good work, then the scope for the mind to oscillate will be less. In olden days, some people used to wear arikandam. This means wearing a big iron ring around the neck in order that one may observe the niyama of not lying down. This was called arikandam. If one wears this, then he cannot lie down even if he wants to. In the same manner, to prevent the mind from flying this way or that like wearing arikandam, we should be fully involved in good acts. 
In olden days, people were performing big yagnas by observing several regulations, constructing big temples, towers, with lot of care, digging tanks and engage themselves in several activities. These activities did not stop with achieving the immediate goals. The important objective was to practice concentration of mind and cleansing it. Even in the midst of such good deeds, several hardships and indignities will definitely have to be faced. Even then, since the task taken up had to be completed brushing aside hardships and indignities. This is a good means for cleansing the mind. One can proceed to breath control, dhyana, etc. later. At the end, just as a karakodi rolls fast without taking attracting any dirt, if we throw some vibhuti on the karakodi, it will shake it off and run without being attached to any pleasure or sorrow. Let us run towards the Paramatma and join him. Joining thus is yoga, that is our original state. That is the end stage two. In between, we have somehow changed. Because of this, we are unable to understand that stage. If we have to reach that stage from where we are able to understand, we have to start with karma, doing the duties. Shri Gurubhyo Namaha